You are listening to episode number 11 of the Oxford Lafayette and Region Sports Podcast. This episode will feature a look into the upcoming sports week for the week of August 31st through September 4th, and also talk about the games I was able to attend last week after the first full week of the MHSAA athletic season got underway. If you would like to sponsor the OLR podcast, contact me through a direct message on Twitter at BenMichael underscore FW or at OLR underscore podcast, or you can send me an email at placefair234 at yahoo.com for more information. That's BenMichael, M-I-K-E-L-L underscore F-W, or at OLR underscore podcast. Both of those Twitter accounts you can send a direct message to. You can also follow the podcast now on Twitter at OLR underscore podcast so you can make sure you do not miss another episode of the OLR podcast. First, a review of what happened last week and aren't we glad to have sports back to talk about from last week. First school we'll talk about is Lafayette's week. Kelsey Poole, the head coach for Lafayette volleyball team, earned her first two wins as a head coach. They swept South Panola on Monday, three sets to none, and what was not really a difficult match, but simply the kids just wanted to be back out on the court, and that's what it looked like. I attended that game to cover for Mississippi Sports, and it definitely looked like no matter on which team you were on, you were just happy to be on the court, no matter who won or lost. Now, they'll probably care more about wins or losses as we continue on through the season, so long as there's no big interruptions like we had with baseball and just makes you want to think that you got to treat every game like it might be your last because if COVID-19 cases spike up to 100,000 a day across the nation, that just might happen. The following night, they played Hickory Flat, a game I did not attend because I was at Regents covering their match with Pill Academy, but that was a very competitive four-set game that Lafayette won. Lafayette so far is 2-0 on the young season, and they will have their crosstown rival Oxford on Monday to start next week. More Lafayette review of last week. They were supposed to have played a jamboree on Friday night a two-quarter jamboree that Lafayette was hosting. It was critical that Lafayette hosted this one because they don't have that many home games this year, just the two. But they had to cancel it because a thunderstorm that was tailing off of Hurricane Laura that passed through Louisiana and Arkansas this past week, that game got canceled. And it turned out that may have been the right decision as a thunderstorm did roll through about 8 or 9 o'clock and might have cut that short anyways, but I do wish that we could have seen a little bit of high school football action. I know the academy schools have have been playing for the last two weeks and hoping to see some public school action, particularly with Lafayette and Oxford, because both teams look completely different from last year. Both teams will have new quarterbacks. Oxford lost almost all of its defense and many of its playmakers on offense interested to see how they will go but you do wish you could see Lafayette play against somebody else before they play a game for real as they travel to Horn Lake to start their season next week now getting around to Oxford's week obviously it's all just volleyball action Oxford did not actually schedule a scrimmage I think they originally were going to play Charleston but Charleston had canceled all of its fall sports for the season in order to protect its school from COVID-19. So Oxford was left with an inter-squad scrimmage 
for football and I managed to attend that one and just by observation the defense made some plays made some good plays out there offense obviously had some hiccups as a result but the offense had some bright spots as well they were able to make some plays themselves I'm not going to go too deep into it but offensively Oxford obviously it's a different look don't have John Moore back there don't have JJ Pegues back there or KJ Wadley he graduated last year as well the only real familiar faces is like Tristan Shorter on defense and Omar Howell on offense who played a good bit of running back last year. A couple of wide receivers, DK Johnson I believe, also out there. But just really just a lot of young players trying to do a real football scrimmage for the first time. And I'm pretty interested to see what will happen when Oxford goes to Grenada. I will be at that game. As far as volleyball is concerned, um, Oxford did not get to as hot of a start as Lafayette did. The The opponent helped matters, but playing against Center Hill, and you would hope that a team as experienced as Oxford would be more competitive. Um, there were a lot more hiccups. Just talking to the players last week, that some of them even said that it looked like that they didn't know how to play volleyball for that match. But when I saw him play against Hernando, which was a division game, a division game early, they served a lot. They served real well, just like Oxford's known to serve. And it was a pretty competitive game. Points were going back and forth whenever either team was unable to get to a run. Oxford made a lot more service runs than Hernando did. Hernando did have one nice service run during the second set. That tightened the matchup a little bit, but Oxford made more plays at the end. Ansley Tacky had 17 kills, and Bree Lyons had 11 kills, 11 digs, a double-double. And Tori Teacatch, a new name on the volleyball team, made an impressive debut in a win with 10 kills and 8 digs, or at least a debut in my eyes, because that's the first time I've seen her play. And it'll be a very interesting match when Lafayette and Oxford play against each other. That's a match that can easily go five sets. And honestly, just in a competitive standpoint, just we'd like to see a competitive match. It could very well be a three-set match, just three very competitive sets. That's something you don't usually see on a competitive match, but you would think with Oxford and Lafayette it would go four or five sets. I really think that it could go four or five sets in both matchups this year. Now talking over to Regents. Regents, obviously the only sport they have going on is volleyball. They also had a cross-country meet that they went to this week. And I heard that they had a runner place in the top 20, which is great. And they also um, competed real well. The boys division, the boys team for cross country for regions is the defending single A state champions. And that's something that wasn't really um put out well in the media. I mean, no newspaper covered it. No one in town really knew about it aside from the team that they were a state champion last year. So, and I hope that I can get the athletics director who is also the cross country coach on pretty soon trying to get that set up but we haven't been able to yet that will be a future episode on the podcast and talk about region sports in general speaking of region sports their volleyball team did have a win over pillow academy um 
in that match didn't necessarily see a lot of like mistake-free volleyball I mean let's just be honest Pillow Academy is not that good but what was impressive is um, Lauren Niemeyer had 27 service aces in that match 27 is a lot for like over the course of 10 matches to have that done in one match is pr pretty astounding actually to do that in a single match but and when the they won the first set 25 to 4 I was thinking that they might just go where they left off because four players for regions didn't get a chance to serve but instead um, the head coach decided to go back and start start back from the first one at Niemeyer but I was told by the head coach that she did that because there was an injury on the team and she already changed the rotation didn't want to change it up again so there, there was a reason behind not changing it up but nevertheless in the second set she didn't get to serve that long and I think every player in the rotation did manage to serve in that set and set three I think they kind of winged it and did what they wanted to do back there and having complete control knowing that they had complete control that's what they did but that was a very impressive performance by Niemeyer there for the Regions Lions volleyball team overall I missed six other matches they played Starkville on Monday of course I was at Lafayette when they played Starkville played a competitive four set match and then on Thursday they went over to DeSoto Christian Academy which is around where the Olive Branch exit is exit 4 on I-22 US 78 that highway not too far off from it that's where DeSoto Christian Academy is located they played a very very tough five set match that I think should be proud of the effort that they put forward and before the fifth set started I was listening a little bit to the live broadcast after I got home and that they were under a tornado warning as um, Laura was passing through that day on Thursday so they had to wait it out a little bit before playing that fifth set and of course after that this past weekend they went to the Southern Classic in the Jackson area where they played Hartfield Academy again they played Jackson Academy Jackson Prep I believe they played Lake Cormorant. They didn't play Jackson Prep in the tournament. They played Lake Cormorant, Hartfield Academy. Uh, Northwest Rankin was in there. I believe the last match, I don't remember what their last match was, but I believe they went 1-3 overall and went 2-5 and five this entire week. Seven volleyball games. That is a lot of volleyball games. That is at least with four tournament games, that's eight sets. That's at least 17 sets, and I know they went 4-1, 5-another. That was at least 20 sets that they played in volleyball, and that's a lot of sets to play in a week. They will have a little tone down next week as we go over the next week's schedule of events. But before we get to that, we got to talk about a couple of cancellations that happened last week that, of games that were supposed to be played. Um, both of Oxford and Lafayette volleyball game against Horn Lake. Oxford was supposed to play Horn Lake on Monday and Lafayette was supposed to play Horn Lake on Thursday. Oxford was supposed to travel up there while 
Horn Lake was supposed to travel to Lafayette. Both of those games got canceled because their volleyball team had to quarantine because of COVID-19. With Oxford, because they are division opponents, they were Oxford was supposed to start off the season with Horn Lake. Oxford will have to reschedule that one because that's a game that must be played in a region setting. Of course, that would lead um, the makeup game for Lafayette secondary. Um, they did switch. Lafayette and Horn Lake did the sites as Horn Lake will come down to Lafayette on the date that Lafayette was supposed to go to Horn Lake. That's September the 15th. Horn Lake will now travel to Lafayette. And also, um, a new um, game was added to the schedule. Um, Lafayette will play Regents. Yes, that will be another two schools that I cover. They will be playing at Lafayette for that volleyball match on October the 5th. That's near the end of the season. That replaces Cleveland Central for Lafayette. As Cleveland Central decided to cancel, I have no idea what's going on over at Cleveland Central, but I do know that a lot of the Delta schools have been canceling their fall seasons, and Cleveland Central might fall victim to that. I do not know that for a fact, but that might be a reason why Cleveland Central canceled. But that's the that is a new game on the schedule. October the fifth, Regents will travel to Lafayette for volleyball. And now we will look at next week's games, starting with for the week of August thirty first through September the fourth. And at the end of the week, we finally will have a regular season football game. And I'm sure all fans here are so excited to at least be able to watch if they can't go to the game. Almost every school that is playing is finding some way to stream the game or at least have the host school stream the game because of the still two per participant restriction that is in place. As of this recording, I have not heard of an extension on that executive order that's supposed to expire on Monday at 8 a.m. We're almost certain that um, Governor Tate Reeves is probably going to extend that order at least two weeks as the numbers kind of went up and then back down between those two weeks. So they're kind of the seven day COVID-19 average of new cases is still around 700. And Reeves has publicly stated he wanted to get it to like 300 before easing off the restrictions. So I expect that um, executive order to be extended. But with that extension, the games that will be played this week for volleyball, Lafayette and Oxford are going to play each other on Monday with varsity starting at 6 p.m. There will be a JV match starting at 5 p.m. This game is played at Lafayette, and you need a voucher from either um, a Lafayette student-athlete or an Oxford student-athlete that will be participating in this game for you to enter. And I don't know if there's going to be any streaming. I do know Lafayette is streaming through um, Amazon Fire and Roku. They have a website up as a live page for their streaming service. So if you want to watch the game, you can go to Lafayette's streaming site that they have been posting on Twitter to view the game. Also on Monday, Regent School of Oxford will be facing the Water Valley Blue Devils at Regents with JV starting at 5 and Varsity starting at 6 as well. On Tuesday, Oxford will host DeSoto Central. That is not a region match. DeSoto Central is in a region with Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Tupelo. DeSoto Central put out Oxford last year in the playoffs. Varsity will start at 6 o'clock and JV starts at 5. That is That game will be played at Oxford and I will be attending that game. Lafayette will trap, make the return trip to Hickory Flat. So they'll, that'll be another great match. JV starting at 5, Varsity at 6. I have no idea if there will be any streaming for that. 
but that should be a competitive match. And Regents is going to make the long trip over to Oxford's favorite place in the whole wide world, the New Hope Trojans. Regents will play New Hope on Tuesday in volleyball. JV starting at 5 and varsity starting at 6. I have not personally seen New Hope's new gym since they built it. Oxford moved up in classifications the year they were building the gym. And they were in the new gym the year after Oxford left. So I still haven't seen it yet but i'm sure it's a pretty pretty magnificent gym down there on thursday lafayette is taking a day off from volleyball oxford will be traveling to lewisburg with jv starting at five and varsity starting at six and regents will be hosting 6a tupelo golden wave into regent school of oxford's gym jv will start at five varsity at six i will be attending that one and covering that game to see and that should be a interesting matchup right there and finally friday football starting the season oxford will go to grenada kickoff is at seven o'clock and i believe it will be on the bullseye 95.5 for oxford as it has been for the past few years there is i believe will be a streaming service by grenada by vimeo vimeo f-i-m-e-o dot com grenada's um, website slash GSD communications, I believe. Uh, I will be posting that link on my Twitter account. So keep up um, on my Twitter page and on the OLR podcast for that account. Well, Fayette will be traveling to Horn Lake, and that can be heard on 105.5 FM. Of course, kickoff will be at 7 o'clock. And we are so excited that football is back and sports are back, and we're just happy to be um, seeing it and watching it, particularly at the high school level, where it is really at its most pure, where the talent can be showcased and you are glorified by your hometown peeps. Before I sign off on this pod- podcast, I do want to talk about what I saw throughout the week at each of the three schools. I was at Regents, Lafayette, and Oxford's home volleyball matches this earlier this week. Lafayette first when they played South Panola, Regents when they played Pillow Academy, and Oxford when they played Hernando. And what I saw regarding people wearing their masks. As part of the executive order by Governor Reeves, um, masks are to be worn at all indoor um, sporting events for high school. And at Lafayette, they did a pretty darn good job. I think I saw maybe two or three that at some point took off their mask and put them down. In the stands, I should say, just took them off and not caring too much about what they might spread. Uh, Regions, they've been following protocol very well. Everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody, except, of course, the players on the court. Players on the court do not have to wear a mask. But even some of the Lafayette players on the court were wearing their cloth covering while playing, and I saw a couple of pictures by Lafayette High's um, photography team that were wearing their mask, and I kind of laughed at that, even though they didn't need to wear their mask while playing, they still had their mask on anyways, and I thought that was a pretty cool thing to see. I do have something disturbing at Oxford that I witnessed during their, their game against Hernando, and I saw no less than 12 people not wearing their masks and about two-thirds to three-quarters of that coming from Oxford people that I saw sitting across the way. Please wear your mask. 
I'm being blunt about it. Please wear your mask. I want this over as much as anybody else does. I want to see more people in the stands. I want to see um, the student section cheering on the volleyball team again. That's something that I noticed was pretty miss, pretty missing, pretty absent when Oxford played its game against Hernando was that it was a little quieter without the student section. And I'm sure the volleyball team would love to have its student section back and at least increase capacity from that two-participant number. Please wear your mask. It has shown to work. When Reeves uh, put out that mask mandate statewide, the new cases were topping out at 1,200 per day. It's now down to 700 since that mask mandate went into effect. So please wear your mask while in there because not only are you um, possibly be asymmetric and giving it to somebody else, you could possibly be giving it to one of the student athletes who then gives it to some of their other classmates that they're attending in the school and that may force Oxford to go virtual and may force Oxford to um, stop playing volleyball for two weeks as they would be forced to quarantine. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to see games canceled down here for any reason. We work so hard to get these sports back and we need to keep it. So please wear your mask. Please. It's not, that's not asking a ton. I really hope to um, keep these sports going because that that's something that's keeping us all busy and honestly it's an outlet from everything that's been going on in the outside world. So please wear your mask when you go to the indoor sporting events. If you are fortunate enough to attend a football sporting event, you can take off your mask if you're far enough away from another person outside of your household. But while you're inside attending a volleyball match, please wear your mask. Because you may be infecting another parent, a grandparent that might have never had the virus before until you gave it to them because you weren't wearing your mask. So please wear your mask. And hopefully we can see more games in the future and hopefully no more stoppages. So I'm pretty excited to see sports are back and I hope to see y'all in the next week's podcast. Hopefully I'll have the region's athletic director, um, Brandon Beckett, on the podcast soon. And hopefully that'll be the next episode down the road later this week. Thank you for listening to the LLR podcast. This was episode 11, previewing the upcoming sports week for all three athletic programs. Please join for the upcoming episodes where we'll soon preview the area cross-country teams, I promise, along with previewing the Crosstown Classic next week, where Oxford and Lafayette will meet for the 50th time on the football field. Thanks for listening.